Hi, this is Eric Chase, afternoon host on Cumulus Media Toledo's Q105, and your host for another episode of 68 Words. Angie Goodnight has been at the Ability Center for 15 years, and over that time, going back even further to her final pregnancy when she mysteriously lost her eyesight, she forwards some very simple but helpful and powerful tips so you can be your own best advocate and biggest fan. That first one of use your voice. People get so worried to say something or they're going to say the wrong thing, and I believe that you may say the wrong thing. But just use your voice. Every person has a voice. You got to be polite. I don't like it when, and this has happened, that people have a misconception about people with disabilities that they're owed something. Mm -hmm. You know, don't have that attitude. We're not owed anything. Our disability is our disability. Nobody's fault. But you got to be polite in your ask because people are more willing to help you if you're nice and polite about it instead of walking in there and saying, I want this. People, places, and spaces doing disability differently sharing first-hand experience in our podcast. Inspired by the 68 words that sparked the disability rights movement, learn where it started and what's next. Hi, my name is Stuart James and I'm the executive director here at the Ability Center and welcome to 68 Words. Let me welcome Angie Goodnight to 68 Words. First things first, what's the best pun of your last name you have ever gotten? Oh, just good night. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good day. Good day, good night. It is is good morning, right? It's good morning with good night right now. That's correct. This is going to be far spicier and exciting than I had expected. You you thought I was going to be boring? Kind of. Oh, goodness, Because we're here to talk about your video project and more importantly, well, what's in those, and that's about self-advocacy for people with disabilities, which you're one of them. But when I was watching your videos one day, when uh, when I was walking on the treadmill at the gym, I'm like, oh, she's... She's very straightforward and very direct. This is going to be a very icy, very icy interview. And here you come rolling in here like a firecracker. Uh, that's me. That's um, me. First things first. Humor's first. Humor's first. Now, listen, you asked about editing. There is uh, there is no editing, although we have never had anybody curse on this podcast. Oh. And you're not going to be the first. Okay. All right. If, I will not. If, do you know Allie Leatherman? Nope. Okay. If Allie Leatherman can keep her tongue from cursing, you can as well. Okay. You got a good night? Got it. Perfect. Uh, not to put you on the spot or anything, but you are, so far as I can remember, I think we're 13 or 14 podcasts in, you are the very first Ability Center employee to be on the 68 Words podcast. Oh, so that's exciting. No pressure. You're yeah. just carrying the flag for the entire operation. <laughs> Yippee. I can do that. You Good. Actually, yes. well, Stuart doesn't count because he was the intro. And okay. What's your favorite thing about Stuart? His humor. Yes, his humor is good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, let's start. You have been here for quite some time. Tell me yes. about your arrival here and what you do here. So I have been here for 15 years. Uh, I started here by doing computer training um, for an individual that used to work here. She's blind, and I did do computer training um, in a previous job. So I came about three days a week, and uh, from there I learned about some jobs, and I ended up becoming the information and referral director, uh, which I held that position position for for quite some time so yeah um, I've did information referral for years I now do advocacy and self-advocacy um, absolutely love it here I like to tell everybody here at the Ability Center you know we help people change lives and they say if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life I'm careful and of that now because that's kind of me yeah they'll, they'll give you all the overtime <laughs> hours in the world I know since I know. you are one of the longer tenured ones here at the Ability Center from your perspective how have things changed both inside the building 
the perspective of the Ability Center outside the building, and then a general perception of people with disabilities over the last 15 years? So, um, I always welcome change. Um, there's always a lot of, um, of change. Sometimes our fiscal year starts in October. Um, in September, you know, August, September, job descriptions are changing. Things are changing. Um, I've never really, you know, looked badly at that because with change comes good things. So the Ability Center's programs and services have really evolved over the last 15 years, all for the better, as far as I'm concerned. Can you give me an example? Um, well, we used to only work with um, individuals from 13 to 24. Um, we now do birth to 12. So there's a whole population out there for that. So parents looking for, you know, um, opportunities to meet with other parents. What about so. when you're out in the community? Uh, one thing that I'm delighted to uh, to receive when I tell somebody that uh, this is like my side gig, um, people are very familiar and very aware of all the great things in the community that the Ability Center mm -hmm. does. Uh, when I tell them that I, I do this, um, people are literally gushing about what the Ability Center does. What's it like for you out in the community when you come across people or people who don't know about the yes. Ability Center? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm proud of where I work, you know, so if I'm wearing an Ability Center shirt, which has happened quite often, people have stopped me to tell me what a wonderful place um, that we are and the things that we've done for them. Other people have came up to me and said, what is the Ability Center? Um, there's also been a time when I was at a store in a, an aisle over, I may have heard a couple of ladies discussing um, a child having difficulties in school and the school not helping them, and I would mosey over to that aisle and um, explain about the Ability Center in our programs and services and how we did have you know we do have a youth department and how we could help i knew i so, liked you i'm i'm yeah. much the same way i will stick my nose in someone else's business if i think <laughs> i can help somebody right exactly you know and i know kind of sort of apologize where i overheard you but you know we need to spread the good word and how how better to do it you in, know if you hear a conversation in, so. in 15 years um how have how have people's, the public perspective of disabilities changed? I think we have come a long way. I think we have, you know, there's always gonna be work to be done, um, but people's perception of people with disabilities is getting better. Um, I'd like to think that I play a part of that along with a lot of us here at the Ability Center. Um, when I go out in the community and I actually do like a speaking engagement, mm -hmm. I make sure I let people know that having a disability is not a bad thing, it's just a different thing. And so when I meet people in the public and they see that I'm blind and their immediate reaction is, oh, I'm sorry, which is okay, it's okay. I don't wanna make people feel bad. Um, if I don't come off with some kind of a joke right after that to kind of break the ice and make people laugh and feel more comfortable, I definitely take that opportunity to let people know that I'm okay. I live a very full life. There's yeah. just something I'm not supposed to see. Yeah. Um, so it, we're getting better. I think we're touching more lives and, and yeah. Tell me you st your story. You became blind after pregnancy? I did. I did. What so the heck was that? I, uh, my, my story has really shortened because it's been 24 years. You know, it started out kind of long and now it's just like a few like an elevator spiel almost. So I was 32 weeks pregnant for my fourth child and I developed pancreatitis. This has only happened to four women in the world. Um, I think I'm in a book or something somewhere, which I should receive those royalties, but whatever. Um, so I went into a coma for 14 days. They only gave me a 30% chance to live. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I got a terrible uh, disease called ARDS, which that's where the 30% came in. Um, 
My daughter was born um, in the ICU unit. She's the only baby ever to be delivered. I had 27 doctors and nurses. They really did not expect me to live. Um, and 14 days later, I woke up out of my coma. Um, and only side effect is I've been totally blind ever since. Any idea where the pancreatitis came from? Nope. They have they have no idea. Usually it comes from heavy smokers or drinkers or, or you know, things like that can bring on pancreatitis. But, I mean, obviously I was pregnant. I didn't, I didn't do that. You better not my, have. I know. My daughter was only born at two pounds. Oh, my goodness. Yes, is, this, is this Lacey? It's Lexi. Lexi. Lexi, yes. Um, so she's 24 years old now. And about the only thing I can say about Lexi is she's totally full of piss and vinegar, and that's about it. There's Not editing that. <laughs> Not editing that. Okay. So, um, what, you, yeah. If you could remember back 24 years, um, that's a lot of emotions. There are women who have completely healthy pregnancies, and, and we know about postpartum depression. Yes. Um, you may have had some of that, the emotions that come with being a mom for the for the fourth time, but also yeah. having the mystery of having lost your sight. Go back 24 years. Take me to that that confusion, that mystery that you felt. So I had a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 1-year-old. Uh, my 1-year-old and then the newborn are one year, one day, one hour, and one minute apart. Do they call those Irish twins? Uh, they do. They absolutely <laughs> do. Um, so, you know, my uh, of course it was tough. Absolutely. When I went home from the hospital, um, because of Lex being premature, she had to stay, and I went home. But I had a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old watching mom and how I dealt with this and it was really important to me to show them that you know you can do anything if you try um the word can't was not used in our house um so of course i had help uh, you know at 30 years old asking your mom to help you make a sandwich was a little bit you know tough um but i come my mom worked for toledo public schools so she was able to help me uh, when I first lost my sight, which was at the end of April. And by the time my mom had to go back to school in September, I had to learn to do it. And, and you know, I had to cook. I had to clean. I had children that relied on me. So I did not, you know, not not cook. I mean, 24 years later, I think to myself, I should have never did them damn right. dishes. <laughs> I should have never vacuumed. I think regardless of disability, we all look back and go, what the hell were they thinking? Right, right. Why did I do that? Why didn't I play this, you know? But, but you know, I didn't. And, and it was more important for me to show my kids that I wanted them to see a strong mom. Where did you get that, that, that ferocious attitude from? Was it from your mom? Um, I think I also owned my own home health care business when I lost my sight. And I can remember taking care of people like 80 years old with macular degeneration. And those were one of the first people I thought about when I woke up out of my coma. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm 30 years old and I took care of all these different people and they did it. Mm -hmm. I can surely do it too. So when, it sounds like you uh, you got the feeling of I got this. Yep. Earlier than some people who lose their vision. Yes, possibly. You know, um, when I when I take a, a call from somebody that's newly blind, you know, you have to be a little bit careful. I cannot sit and tell them, <laughs> oh, I cook and I clean and you know I go camping and I do this and I do that. I have to take it a little easy and let them know that they too can do things. And I mean, it's just going to take time. You you like I know as we're probably similar spirits and souls. You know when the time is to activate the. 
sarcasm and cynicism. Yes. And it's not right away with right. someone who may have just uh, have come across a disability. Right. Jokes are not always funny. But right. um, yeah, I mean, eventually in that conversation, and I'll, I'll tell them funny things that have happened to me over the years, you know, and I'll often say, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Right. So, you know, I've got blind stories. I, I'll post to Facebook 10,741 <laughs> blind things that you can't make up. That, for, you know? Forget the advocacy video series. Let's yeah. hear those. <laughs> and I'm a thousand percent serious, but that'll be another time. Can I quickly have one of those stories, please? One of those stories, yes, yeah. very quickly. Um, I had um, bought a puppy, just a cute little puppy, and I wanted to put him in my bathroom for the day when I was coming to work. Had a puppy pad, food and water in there, and I put him in there and you know, told him to have a good day, shut the door, and I went on to work. And I come home all excited, go get the new puppy, and I opened up the door and out came a cat. <laughs> Wait, did you accidentally get a cat or did you put a cat in there? No, I put my cat in there. Oh, thinking. dear. But the, they were kind of similar in size. And I, I mean, I didn't totally like feel and check them all out and make sure it was the dog. I just, by the feel, I'm like, yep, this is Ruger. And so I tossed him into the bathroom, you know, shut the door and I come home and it was the cat nubbins. <laughs> and and Ruger, who is the dog, uh, you didn't hear him meow so no. you didn't know otherwise? Right. He was running around the house like he was just as happy as could be. He how, didn't spend the day in the bathroom. Yeah, how destroyed <laughs> was the house it wasn't too bad he was just a little tiny puppy he's a chihuahua but but still yeah it was pretty funny when i opened up the door and the cat ran out i couldn't help but die laughing right right <laughs> so. um does, does one of your your kids have a disability as well lexi okay lexi um through school uh, was on an iep um she was developmentally delayed um she's now 24 um not so much anymore it was mainly academically mm-hmm. so she's now a mother of two um and, and does very well with that did any of that come from the weird genes that you passed on to her from her being premature got creamy babies uh, a lot of times are you know delayed but that also gives me another great advocacy tool that i've i had a daughter in ip i know what it's like i know how to advocate for the children Mm -hmm. you know which i would guess you uh, you're talking about kids on the autism spectrum right yeah well all all kids with disabilities you know um let's talk about this video series that you started up people can obviously hear that you're you're quite forthcoming um confident you tell a heck of a story by the way if you watch the videos this is not the angie you're gonna get you're gonna get a much more curtailed direct straight-faced angie so i'm glad you're here on the podcast okay (laughs) uh the the videos there's five tips um i'll run through these real quickly if i can read remember my handwriting Um, okay my handwriting looks like someone who writes with their opposite hand or someone who is blind (laughs) it's that bad okay um use your voice be polite know what you're asking for get it in writing say thank you yes um let if i can go go to the end of this i would say these are good tips for any human being right for anybody but specifically for people with a disability in their advocacy talk about that so so this is for people that want to learn how to be a self-advocate and i can help them throughout the way if they would like me to to encourage them everybody sometimes needs that um that first one of use your voice people get so worried to say something or they're going to say the wrong thing and i i believe that you may say the wrong thing but um just use your voice every person has a voice you know if somebody complains about how a vote came out 
vote, but you didn't vote. You didn't. You don't have a right to complain about it as far as I'm concerned. You didn't vote. Same with using your voice. You know, how do people know what you want and what can help you? And whether it's a job accommodation, a housing accommodation, whatever it is, you have to ask for it. You have mm-hmm. to use your voice. You have to ask. People don't know unless you ask. I've, uh, and it takes a long time to get to a, a, a lot of these these self-advocacy thoughts, yes. whatever they are. I remember learning sometime in my early 30s, oh, they're just not gonna walk up to me and give me a raise. Like, right. you, you gotta ask for something. You do, you gotta use your voice. You gotta, you know, yeah. Now, I mean. th- these might be things that we, we don't, it's uh, do what I say, not what I do. Right. Be polite. Mm-hmm. Are we cap- Are you and I capable of that? We are, we are, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> we are. I can be, a, you know, a little, little stern. I mean, you can be polite, but yet, let them know that you mean business mm-hmm. you know um at that point i wouldn't joke and because then they won't take you so serious but you got to be polite um i don't like it when and this has happened that people have a misconception about people with disabilities that they're owed something mm-hmm. you know don't have that attitude we're not owed anything right really i mean our disability is our disability nobody's fault so but you gotta be polite in your ask because people are more willing to help you if you're nice and polite about it instead of walking in there and saying, I want this. Well, you're not gonna get too far with that. Right. So go in there, be polite, you know. Know, know what you're asking for? Yes. So. Um, with that, it could be you know a housing or what or, or a job accommodation. So know what you're asking for and know why you're asking for that. Um, you know if you're if you're wanting a com- larger computer screen and you're asking for a reasonable accommodation through your work, and they want to know well why are you asking for that? Well, I have a vision impairment, and if it's blown up larger, then I can see and I'm not straining my eyes. Just know what you're asking for. Get it in writing. So after you have a meeting of any kind with somebody, it's always document, document, mm. document. Very important. You know, go back, get get in your email, send them an email, and, and I would title it, and it says this on the video, you know, per our conversation, then you go on with whatever the conversation was about. You're so, getting some, some real buzzwordy corporate speak there. <laughs> yeah. Per my last email. Yes, you know, so, and, and then hopefully they email you back. Make sure you save those, hang on to those. Um, you may have to do a written letter. If you have to do a written letter, um, try to get a carbon copy of it if you can. Say, say thank you. After it's all over with, you know, my mom always said you get more of sugar than you do vinegar. Mm-hmm. You know, thank them. Um, a thank you is only a couple of words, and it really goes a long ways. How did this whole project come about? Obviously, these are passions of yours. What yes. made you want to put it on video? Um, my supervisor and I, Katie, uh, were just talking about doing a series of different videos um, for the Ability Center to put on our website for people to watch. And my first one I wanted to do about self-advocacy. That's one of my primary positions. So um, it's important for me to pass those on and I really hope I, I can help a few people. I think you'll help a lot of people. I hope. Um, I, I, I've got to say, I don't I don't tell this to everybody because it's too easy to start a podcast these days. People always say, how do you start a podcast? Or I want to. I'm like, well, it's pretty easy now. Just you know, do something on your phone. What are you going to do after you're done talking the first time? Like, yeah. There's too many podcasts out there. Right. You need a podcast. Yeah. You need a podcast. <laughs> you, you're pissing vinegar and, and jalapenos <laughs> and habaneros and the hottest, hottest peppers out there. <laughs> Just all the stories would be would be great to tell. Oh, You've got, got something. I got some funny stories. Um, you know, again, you can't make this up. So now that I'm going to have to edit. <laughs> Congratulations. The first curse word on 68 <laughs> words. Uh, who should use these videos specifically that you offer? 
awful for people. I would like everybody to use them, but mainly maybe people with disabilities, newly disabled people with disabilities, um, people with children with disabilities. Um, yeah. So, and again, any questions, call me. I've been at both ends. As far as me doing self-advocacy for myself, I've also been an advocate for my daughter, which was another thing I'd like to throw out there, yeah. that teach your children how to advocate for themselves. Because there's going to come a day that we're not going to be around, and they're going to have to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to teach this to your kids. I want to come back to your kids in a second. They, they, I bet they're as interesting as you are. <laughs> um, are you, you're the chair for Lucas County Commission on Disability? I am. Tell me about that. Yes, I am. So the uh, the commission, we work on systemic issues in the city of Toledo. We have 21 members, uh, 10 from Lucas County and 11 from the city of Toledo. Um, and it's just a, a big group of us that get together every other month and just work on some systemic type issues. The, For instance, one of our, our big things that we were able to do, remember when the garbage cans came out with the great big huge ones from Republic? Mm -hmm. Well, people with disabilities, they, there was no way a person in a wheelchair or uh, a walker could use or take those garbage cans and push them down to the curb so we got a program calling um, or together it's called tag um, Toledo assistance no it's tap Toledo assistance program people laugh at me when I say tag because it's not supposed to be garbage <laughs> Toledo assistance gangsters there you go yeah that sounds much better but so what happens is a group of individuals with disabilities through triad go out to those individuals homes the day before trash take those cans to the curb and then they get emptied and then they the triad goes back the next day and takes them back up to the house there's a there's a lot of people who are who are bored in life a lot of re retirees and stuff and i think they they might lose some life or not last as long as they could because mm -hmm. of, of boredom and a boredom and a lack of purpose you'd say that and it reminds me that there's a million things out there yeah. and if you come to the place like the ability center they will people people are often asking for volunteers what can i do to help yep. there's a million things out there there right? really is there give, is. give angie a call she'll put you to work right right yeah call me <laughs> um tell me about your your i know about lexi you said mm -hmm. there's a Lacey that knows me? Lacey said, yes. She's okay. like, you know, she told me, you know, that she knew your name okay. and uh, made me go ahead and, and look you up. So, What'd you um, find? Just a bunch of podcasts. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, tell me about, tell me about the other two kids. So, um, uh, Crystal. Crystal's my oldest. She's 38. Um, she is the most computer illiterate person ever. <laughs> so, it's pretty funny that I'm I'm better than her um, on computers. You know, her blind mom. Um, so, yeah. I mean, she's a proud mom of four. And uh, Lacey is a proud mom of one. And we'll have another one here pretty soon at the beginning of April. Um, and then... And you can edit this. My son. I'm not editing this. My son, um, unfortunately, passed away February second, two thousand nineteen. Sorry about so, that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, again, just that much more experience I have in my life. Sure. You know, you, you have a gamut of experience. Yes. Yes. What's something you don't know about? Something you can I name don't, anything you want. I don't know about. Um. Uh, um. 
You don't even know what you don't know about. Eric, you. you really threw you me. You are an encyclopedia. It's Angiopedia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You threw me off on that Good. one. Good. That's what I that's what <clears throat> I aim to do. Yeah. Um, how can people reach you here at the Ability Center? Um, they can call the Ability Center, 419-885-5733. I'm at extension 239. I can be reached by email, which is pretty easy, I think. A, good night, just how it sounds, at abilitycenter.org. Um, yeah. Let's ask some some fun questions, even though there's been some fun ones. That was kind of the, the preview, the appetizer. What uh, You use a computer. What software do you use uh, most often during the work that help yourself out? I use a, a software program called JAWS. Uh, it reads everything to you um, that, that sighted people see. So it reads everything to me out loud. Um, I have an iPhone. My phone has a program on it called VoiceOver, and it too reads everything to me that sighted people see. I have Facebook, and I do Twitter, and all that other fun stuff. Right, what's your Twitter handle? Um, I don't know. I'll look up Angie Goodnight on Twitter. Hey, you, I'm on Twitter a lot. Okay, all right. It's uh, Angie McCown Goodnight on Facebook. Um, so yeah, it reads the graphics to me and everything. Excellent. It's you, really cool. You're gonna want to keep the volume down or have earbuds in when you read my tweets. <laughs> right. I save my really vulgar stuff for Twitter. Okay, you've all been right. warned. All right. Um, okay. What kind of stuff? Where do you tune out with TV, media, podcasts, whatever it might be? Um, I, I'm not a huge TV fan, but um, everything is pretty much descriptive mm -hmm. for the blind, which means it doesn't interrupt the shows or whatever. Um, it but it talks in between, like John staring at Sue across the room. You know, things that you see as a sighted person is what's in movies and a lot of TV shows. Even when there's an adult scene. Uh, yeah, you'd be mm. surprised. I've seen some. You know, well, we'll just mention. You know, the, uh, <laughs> uh, Fifty we'll Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, like, how else do you tune out? And and I, I hate the I hate the phrase. I've, I've moved on from a little bit. Like self care. How do you take care of yourself? How do you get yourself in a good mood? Out of a bad mood. Um, honestly, I try to keep in a good mood. Of course, I have bad days. Who doesn't? I try to have those last um, pretty short um, to try to get myself in a good mood. Um, I, I just, I, I, I don't sweat the small stuff. Let's sure. put it that way. You know, and I do explain that a lot to people that, you know, being blind, you can't sweat the small stuff because if you do, you're not going to be a very happy person. Mm -hmm. Um even cooking and things like that, you know. I've poured apple cider vinegar into mashed potatoes instead of milk, you know. That Oops. actually might not be that bad. Well, you know, I open up a can of gravy and I put the gravy on the potatoes so the kids might not know. Right. But stuff like that, you know, things that um, I'm unable to do or I might have a hard time doing, I just don't sweat the small stuff. Right. Give yourself I, a little bit of grace. Yeah, if I don't, if I can't do it, I can't do it. What so. Mallory has on here, I hope there's a really good story with it because it's kind of like a vanilla question but sorry Mallory what's the best gift you've ever received did somebody give you like a pony or something <laughs> no the best gift I've ever received um, what's the how this will be better what's the worst gift you've ever received where you had to like literally zip your tongue from saying something terribly offensive <clears throat> um I'm not good, but I... Did somebody give you a book with small print or something? Um, I have had people give me a book, which I can scan it. Right. But it would take me forever. Right. You know, one of the best gifts, honestly, I did think of something. Okay. Um, 
Uh, and the first one I got was here at the Ability Center. Somebody gave me a birthday card that you open up, and it was that person's voice saying happy birthday. Look at that. Yeah. Lovely. I thought that was pretty ingenious. I mean, a little bit of thinking outside the box. What's your go-to cool. lazy dinner? My go-to lazy dinner um, where I don't have to do nothing? I guess so. You're just grabbing something out. Um well, if my my grandson would cook me chicken, he makes the best fried chicken this time this side of the Mississippi. Okay. So that would be a great one. Um, yeah, if not, it'd be a fast food place. What's your favorite fast food place? I'd say Arby's. What do you like to get? Um, the mid meal. Well, yeah, nope. Last night I just had it, and it was a chicken chicken sandwich. Excellent. Pretty good. Tell, brag about a couple of your grandkids. Oh, goodness. So much to say. Um, I have nine grandchildren. Uh, the oldest is 18 and the youngest will be two on Saturday. Um, and so there's a lot in between. Um, <clears throat> they're, they're just all great kids. Um, they love their mama. Uh, they do anything they can to help me. Uh, it's It's been a pleasure. Um, I've raised three of them. And yeah, I have a permanent camping site. Mm -hmm. So come April 7th, um, I like the kids to be up there because there's basketball and swimming and, and fishing and all of that. And I do all that with them. You like sports? Um, it, They're all right. I'll get in and try. I, I tell people I'll try anything once. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, throwing darts, you know, whatever it may be. I'll try anything once. So. I, I don't know about the dart throwing with you. I, <laughs> Why not? I, can we? Can they be like Nerf darts? Because I don't want to be one of your stories. <laughs> well, you don't have to stand there where I'm aiming. Do, no. do, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I can see something grabbing your attention, and then before you know it, it's slung to the other side of the right, bar. Right, right. I bowl. You know, what really cracks me up, you ever do wee bowling? And if you turn the On wrong Nintendo? way, yeah, and you turn the wrong, wrong way, and the whole audience goes, whoa, that would be something I would do just to flip people out. <laughs> you are a true beacon for anybody who struggles to get through any kind of disability because mm -hmm. these these five tenants, they're things that that everybody should listen to. You are living a completely fulfilling, seemingly yes. happy life. I, I do. Um, last question, and this could be this could be very, very nuclear. Um, so please think about it before you answer. okay. I, I, again, very little editing here. What is your last Google search? Um, hang on a minute. What the hell did I research yesterday? Are you like me? You look up weird stuff like why yeah. do elk not eat yeah. crunchy peanut butter? Yeah, it was something really stupid too. Um, my boyfriend asked me to look up something, but oh, you got I, a boyfriend? I do. Oh. Um, I can't think of what the heck it was. How many things a day do you Google? Oh, at least five. five. Oh, I eight. would. I would have gone like twenty-five or twenty-eight. Yeah, no. Awesome. No. Sometimes I'm too busy. I mean, I Google a lot for work. If people right. are calling me looking for something, I'll Google. Uh, get in touch with Angie. She will help you become the best self advocate you can be. <laughs> um, Facebook, Twitter, follow all those things. This was completely unexpected and absolutely delightful. Good. Um, I'll say this and I'll edit it. This is awesome. <laughs> I hope you had a good time. Good, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> There's two more edits. Thank you. This is Chief Armstrong of Toledo Fire and Rescue. 68 Words has been a production of the Ability Center, hosted by Cumulus Media's Eric Chase. Engineering provided by Will Mellon and executive produced by Mallory Crooks. If you, your group, organization, or business is interested in hosting a disability awareness experience or have other inquiries, please contact info at abilitycenter.org. Until next time, think differently. Think differently. Think differently.